Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. In 1872, John Keeley, an inventor from Pennsylvania, invited scientists and the press to attend a demonstration of a machine, which he explained was driven by a new and previously unknown force. Keeley explained that the machine ran using a new form of energy at an astonishingly low cost. Public interest was intense, and Keeley's grand ambitions and bold statements attracted investments from around the country. Within a few months of the initial demonstration, Keeley Motor Company was formed in New York with starting capital of $5 million, which is equivalent to around $100 million in today's money. Keeley claimed that his motor could power a train journey from New York to San Francisco and back using just a quarter of a gallon of water as fuel. An entire gallon of water would power a steamship from the United States to England and back. His idea would revolutionise transportation. It would be financially insane to buy anything other than a Keeley-powered vehicle. The only problem was that Keeley Motor Company was, quite simply, an elaborate fraud. A fraud that he managed to keep going for 26 years. The extent of the fraud was only discovered after his death, when investigators went through his workshop and announced that Keeley's inventions were a deception and the result of trickery. Possibly the most remarkable thing about Keeley is that over the 26-year period between founding his company and his death, Keeley never brought a single product to market. How did he get away with this? Well, his main trick was that whenever investors became agitated about a product not being delivered, he would dazzle them by announcing an even more exciting new product, which was always right around the corner, one year away from being delivered. Keeley was a master in dealing with the press and managed to convince people that he was the greatest inventor to have ever lived. The constant announcements of new products managed to distract attention from the shortcomings of the Keeley Motor Company. The new inventions meant that all of Keeley's time was consumed working on new and exciting technologies that would change the world for the better. To his believers, Keeley was a saviour of sorts. Shareholders were sometimes frustrated with Keeley's failure to produce these world-changing inventions in a timely manner, and he did face a number of shareholder lawsuits over the years. But these were big ideas that he was dealing with, inventions that would revolutionise transportation and energy. Fortunately for Keeley, most of his investors were believers in his genius. They believed that the great engineer would lift up all of humanity with his wonderful new ideas. Ideas almost drawn from the world of science fiction. The critics would eventually be humiliated when he finally delivered this more efficient and sustainable future. In 1874, Keeley demonstrated an etheric generator where he blew into a nozzle for 30 seconds, 
then poured some water into the same nozzle. After some tinkering with the machine, a pressure gauge indicated pressures of 10,000 psi, which Keeley said was evidence that the water had been disintegrated and a mysterious vapor had been liberated in the generator, capable of powering machinery. This was reported as a new form of energy in the New York Times in 1875. In 1884, Keeley demonstrated a vaporic gun to a party of government officials. It used a new form of energy to fire a five-ounce lead ball with no smoke and no recoil, a distance of 300 yards. Keeley explained at the unveiling that he had just used a quarter of the gun's power. He claimed that it was so powerful that it had broken all of his pressure gauges when he tried to test it. A skeptical army officer in the audience presented Keeley with a pressure gauge and said that he'd like to see the gun break it. Keeley paused for a moment before saying, I don't believe in pressure gauges anyhow. The day after the demonstration, Keeley met with a reporter and said that his experimenting days were over. He announced that his motor would be ready in less than two months. In 1885, Keeley demonstrated his motor to reporters and investors in the Keeley Motor Company. He started it up by drawing a violin bow across a tuning fork, as was standard at the time. He opened a tap and people reported hearing a hiss of escaping air. He explained that the sound was etheric vapour and definitely not compressed air. The machine was then used to lift some weight, and an additional demonstration showed the engine turn a saw blade, which was used to saw a piece of wood in half. Keeley told reporters that the machine could run for 40 days without stopping. A reporter asked if he could let it run for half an hour while they were there. Keeley left the motor running, and it ran slower and slower before coming to a complete halt in less than 15 minutes. At the shareholder meeting held afterwards, the shareholders expressed confidence in Keeley's ultimate success. After Keeley's death in 1898, investigators went through his workshop. They found hidden mechanical belts in the walls, a compressed air tank concealed under the flooring, high-pressure tubes, wiring, and switches. The investigators concluded that nothing new had been invented Keeley had powered all of his inventions using conventional power sources. These were all old ideas and old technologies that Keeley had falsely taken credit for inventing. At a meeting of the Keeley Motor Company Board of Directors a week after the investigation, the company's president denied these reports. He claimed that the equipment discovered during the investigation was just old experimental equipment that Keeley had kept around from before he had started work on his revolutionary inventions. A concealed electric wire in Keeley's workshop was described as being just part of a burglar alarm, and it was in no way connected with the force used by Keeley's motor. The board released a statement denying all claims that Keeley was an imposter and that there was any trickery in any of the results that Keeley had obtained. 
Keeley is a colourful example of a type of fraudster or fantasist who's been around forever, the great inventor who's always on the cusp of a revolutionary breakthrough, but with no really new ideas, and the most exciting ones are never completed. Over a hundred years ago, the US Patent Office was actually so overwhelmed with patent applications for perpetual motion machines that in 1911, the US Patent Commissioner ruled that a patent application for such a machine couldn't be submitted to the Patent Office until one year after an actual working model of the machine was submitted and set running at the Patent Office. If the machine was still running a year later, the application would then be accepted. Vaporware is a term from the computer industry for a product, either hardware or software, which is announced to the public with great fanfare, but then is never actually manufactured, nor is it even officially cancelled. Companies have been known to announce vaporware to get a competitive advantage in industry, as claiming that you're on the cusp of delivering a new product that's far superior to a product that's currently being manufactured by one of your competitors might cause customers not to buy your competitor's product and to wait for the soon-to-arrive better version. This is, of course, very harmful to your competitor's business. Doing this sort of thing was actually made illegal via Section 2 of the Sherman Antitrust Act of 1890, but often not much can be done about it, as this sort of thing can be very difficult to prove. Investors, of course, must be careful of putting their money in vaporware companies, as while people like John Keeley can possibly string investors along for, in his case, 26 years, if the company never delivers any of the promised groundbreaking technologies, eventually the investment disappears like vapor too. While this story didn't actually come from the book Voodoo Science by Robert Park, if you're interested in some of the history of fraudulent scientific claims and want to learn how to spot them, I'd really recommend that book. I read it many years ago and it's one of my favourites. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Thanks for joining the podcast. Have a great day and talk to you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.